This is a Fubar Radio podcast. Go to fubarradio.com for more details. Back row and chill with Johanna James and Noel Clark on Fubar Radio. Oh man, the king is back. He's I'm back, and and you can tell I'm back because Ed Sheeran and Stormzy straight away decide roll. I'm saving you with the music. I'm back. I'm back. I'm I know. back. He's coming. He's messed up my whole my whole music. System. I did. I sent an email. And I was like, fuck that, man. We're gonna be, gotta play these tracks and <laughs> messed up our whole routine. Well, we're gonna be playing a lot of Stormzy today because he's just dropped his album. Just dropped the album, man. Gang signs and prayer. And we're huge fans of him because he was in Brotherhood with us. Yeah, well, we're fans anyway. But fans, yeah, I'll be a fan anyway. He but was in Brotherhood with us. The album's it's fire, as the young people say. It's fire. He is so cool, and I really respect him because um, something he was talking at the Brits, and he was talking about his girlfriend, yeah. who is also sort of in the spotlight, but they they stay pretty separate. And some people I think are thinking, "Oh, your girlfriend's just your girlfriend because you're Stormzy," and he's like, "No, I was with her when I was nothing." Yeah. And she used to buy me dinner when I had no money. That's what I'm talking so, about, man. She's been around for a while, man. She does her own. Too, yeah, exactly, like, and yeah. She's, she's not interested in being known as Stormzy's girlfriend. No, so she's huge got her respect own thing to going on. Respect her. to both of them. Yeah, exactly. And I was just like, yeah. Um, right, this is background chill. Hannah James and Noel Clark. Yes. Um, we heard, we're speaking to some pretty cool people today. We've got Quinton Aaron. Um, he's going to be talking to us about his new movie. He's the guy from The Blind Side. Remember mm, that movie a couple years yeah. ago? Oscar I winner, do. I think. No. 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 Oscar nominated. Nominee. Maybe. Okay, well, Wikipedia's wrong. <laughs> well, we're going to check that before <laughs> we, we need to check that before we speak to him. Um, we've got... Oh, the film was one. The yeah. film won. Yeah, that's him. right, I knew that. Oh, knew that's that. good. That would be embarrassing. <laughs> hey! And I, th- and I think Sandra Bullock won as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think she did. But he, but he didn't win. Oh, that's a shame. Next time, Quentin. Um, and uh, we've also got Lucy Patterson back in at 5.30, going to give Pats. us the, the reviews on what to see, what's not, what's hot and what's shit. Yeah. Um, essentially. Um, and all loads of entertainment news. I've been doing all my research about what's coming up this year. This is a Good. huge year for film. I love 2017. So excited. It's a, yeah, it's, a, it's an odd number. I'm not a fan of odd numbers, but it's so, far, it's so far it's looking good. Oh, you don't like odd number years? No, I don't really. I don't really oh, like odd number years. I don't really mind. I, I still think, in my head, I still think it's like 2012. Yeah, also, also, we do have a competition. With <gasps> we do, because every week this year, we've been running a competition on our Twitter, which is at Fubar Radio, um, and we've, we've been giving away... Cool stuff. Cool stuff. We've given away movie, DVDs, signed posters and whatnot. Brotherhood stuff signed by me. Uh-huh, signed by Noel. We've got a poster, uh, the soundtrack, soundtrack, and the DVD. And DVD. And, and so Blu-rays. we have a competition winner. Um, so congrats to... Laura Atkin from Scunthorpe. Scunthorpe Throat. Yes. Uh, she's super excited. She said that we made her rubbish week fantastic. Unfortunately, she can't be on the phone with us today. We like to get if you win, we like to get you on the show. But um, Laura, never mind. Why the fuck are you not on the phone? How, how can I come back to the show? And you got like a sexy name too, Laura. Was it Laura A-Kin. Atkin? Laura Atkin. Laura Atkins, sexy name, like I can just Laura, Laura, Laura. Atkin. And now you're not even on the phone to talk to me. What the fuck is going on? Oh, well, well we made a week, though, so we're going to be sending out all the Brotherhood stuff to you. So I'm, I'm changing my mind. I don't know if Laura should get it now that I'm here and she's not here. She's not here to talk to No, me. we've already... You can't change the rules. You can't take it back. Laura, take note, man. Next time you win something, make sure you're on the phone. <laughs> I want to speak to you. But cool. All right, it's on your way to you. Okay. It's on your way to you. Well, okay, so if you missed out, fear not. Uh, we have another competition starting More right comps. now. Uh, we're going to be giving away, we're giving away. We're giving away the screenplay and the soundtrack. Shut up. Uh, to Shut up. Train spotting two. two, which is so far is my favourite film this year. Wow, it was my wow. favourite one. Wow, Train Spotting Two, the, and the, the soundtrack screenplay. is immense. So listen, guys, let me t- let me tell you something. So- the screenplay. 
is published by Faber and Faber. Now, Faber and Faber publish screenplays, as I've just said. I taught myself to write. I've said this many times. I taught myself to write with screenplays, with screenplays published by Faber and Faber. So you guys who want to be writers and are actors and stuff like that should should get this, win this competition, tweet in, whoever the fuck you need to do. I, I'm never sure what you need to do for this competition because <laughs> I don't actually control him. I just turn up at the show and do things. Jahano does everything. Um, and then and then read the screenplays and learn how to write. If you want to be right, learn how to format because that's what I did. And I'm sitting here now with my own radio show with Jahana James, bitch. Bitch. So you, um, you can, if you want to win this, if you want to win all the T2 train spotting gear, then go to at Fubar Radio on Twitter and just make sure you're following us and then retweet the tweet we're about to put out. Yes. Uh, and we're just going to pick a winner. And next week we'll, we will pick you and then call you. And you better be the fuck on the phone. And you better be on the Laura phone. Aiken. Atkin Laura Atkin Atkin um, so yeah go now and, and you've got um, we're not gonna how long are we gonna run it until they've got that like a day a week oh my gosh there's so much time in the world you've got no excuse yeah so. you can even chill and not do it today and just be like I'm just gonna chill today I'm gonna win chill that shit today, tomorrow do it over the weekend whenever like get drunk and do it tonight like yeah. tweet us like 10 times and not realise that's cool Boom. that's cool of us I'm all over that brilliant so that yeah but honestly train spotting too if you haven't seen it I don't know if it's still out in the cinema but it's that still was, out in the cinema it's T2 man yeah that was don't be, not to be confused with Terminator 2 by the way <laughs> no not that film yeah, um, T2 it was when I felt I love that film and what? I love the soundtrack Terminator 2 or train spotting 2 I actually love both of them but I, mm. train spotting 2 yes was so far of 2017 we're only just in we're just in we're just in we're, we're easing just, just in just the tip just the, just tips, the tips in, in. Just the tips in. It's how you like it, innit, Joe? Have you missed me? How's your mum? I've missed you. How's your mum? My mum's good. Just the tips in. She missed you too, babe. I bet she does. Um, right. Uh, do you want to go... Oh, look, let's do a little bit of a song. Let's we'll do a song. We'll do a bit of a song, and, and then we're going to come back with some entertainment news. What the fuck is happening uh, in the entertainment Film news? shit when we get back. Yeah, film shit when we get back. So I think we're going to go for... Oh, a bit of Jackson 5 from the oh, Guardians of the Galaxy Jesus soundtrack. Christ. Okay, I can, do, I can live with that. Come good on. Is that what you back? This is great. Was he still black at the time? Yes, I think he was still black. Cute. Back row and chill with Johanna James and Noel Clark on Fubar Radio. Boom. Boom. Jackson 5. Love that. Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, um, Michael Jackson's kids, she's like modelling for Chanel now. She's like proper grown up young lady. Oh, I bet she did it all by herself as well. Paris. Paris Jackson. Paris Jackson. <laughs> she's beautiful. And a nice name. Actually. His, uh, well, she's called Paris. She's got a semi-normal name. And then his other sons are called Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson Jr. and Prin- uh, Prince Michael Jackson. And Prince Michael Jackson, yeah. <laughs> A.K.A. Blanket. <laughs> Blanket! Yeah. He's older now. He's like 15-odd or something. I don't know, mate. It's so strange, isn't it, that they're all grown up. I remember when they were born. It's like you were there. <laughs> I was there at the birth. I was. I was. <laughs> You weren't dangling them out of windows or anything? No. No, no I remember that. I remember <coughs> that on the news. It wasn't that big a deal, though. It I, mean. was, I remember thinking my my dad had done something. My dad would do that. Yeah, I mean, like, the press tried to crucify the poor man. It wasn't that big a deal. He had he had a tight hold of his Yeah, kids. you can hold it. My dad, all the time, like, put me on his shoulders and walked through doors and smacked my head on the door. Oh, the man, door. that explains everything. I know. I'm now starting to understand it all, man. Dad dropped me everywhere. Dad dropped me everywhere. Oh, I've just been told that we have our first guest. We've got Quinton Aaron. Don't lie, my G. He is on the phone, so let's see if we can get him. Uh, does technology... Quinton! <coughs> are yes, you with how them? are you? Hello! Quinton, my G. What's happening, brother? What's going on, man? What's going on? How are you? Big fan. Good. Uh, what? 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 Um, you of me? <laughs> Shut up, man. I'm a big fan. Come on. We're G. big fans of you. G. Yeah. 
For real. I uh, appreciate that. Appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. So what's happening? How's 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 the how's, the, uh, how's it treating you in Glasgow? Because that shit be cold, you know. Just be just you know us black people. We have to be careful of the cold because they be trying to kill us in Scotland. So just you know. <laughs> you talk know what's to me. funny though? I'm a I'm a rarity. Like uh, I'm probably the only black person I know that loves the cold. <gasps> I'm enjoying this weather right now. Now, gee, no. we're, about, we're about to fall out. I'm about to get on the train and come up there and, and knock some sense into your into your. Uh, <laughs> how can you be talking that you like the cold? Like what what's happened to I you, bro? Well, I'm from New York. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right, yeah. I know it can be cold in New York too. It can be cold, but you get them good summers, though. You get those good summers. <clears throat> exactly. Um, so we're here to talk about your new film, which is called Halfway. Yes. Um, and people might have known you before. They'll definitely know you before from The Blind Side. Boom. Yes. Um, and so we just want to know, talk a little bit about Halfway, the new film, because it's not out uh, yet. It's in the Glasgow Film Festival. Yes. Currently. But, we, but we, you know, we're actors, so we know it's new to the world. But you shot this, like, what, a year ago? Two, a year and a half ago? Uh, about Yeah, about almost two and a half years ago. Wow. Now. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, sometimes films take a while. It's in the life. pipeline. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, all right. Yeah, so tell us about the movie, and then we can let's let's talk about it because I, I enjoyed it myself. I really liked it. I've watched all of that. Um, I, I, I'm I'm a big fan of how you got up with them cows because I I don't be dealing with animals, man, <laughs> especially animals that oh, you can't God, train that. like dogs and stuff like that. And cows, <laughs> cows. When that cow was sucking your fingers, I was like, oh, he's gonna lose his hand or something. But, all right, tell me, tell me about the movie. Let's talk about the movie. Tell me about the movie. Yeah, no, no, no problem. It's uh, um, halfway. So it's basically a film that came about from the director who's actually from London yeah cool. Ben Carrick That's he right. wrote it and it was originally about you know a young British kid who was uh, a fish out of water you know coming into Wisconsin yeah to uh, live on his family farm but he wanted to change that aspect of it and make it more uh, relatable to you know today's society and, and, and the social injustice what's going on in the you know, yeah. uh, jail system, prison system, and today with minorities going to prison for repeated crimes and stuff. So, yeah. uh, you know, about the recidivism issue. And uh, so Halfway kind of speaks on that and in the sense where, you know, it takes the story of Byron, who was recently released from prison. Yeah. And, you know, it, it follows his life through his, uh, you know, life on the farm. Yeah. He's the fish out of water, you know, in a sense where he's doing his uh, probation out on the family farm, and it's totally outside of his element. Yeah, and, and it's his step, like, stepbrother's farm, right? Stepbrother in the yeah, yeah, exactly. Farm, yeah. His, his yeah. stepbrother who um, got him out of prison, you know, as the favor he had to return, yeah, sure. you know, by doing, you Working know, his, his due diligence on the farm, exactly. Yeah. And you know, so it's it's a, it's a story about choices. I like. You know, to put it in that sense, because you know, when we get out of everything we do in life is is based off the choices that we make. Right. And Byron was presented with the opportunity to either make a better man of himself, or you know, go back into his usual ways and yeah. probably possibly back. land back in I prison. Mean, I think so. it's, it's a beautiful. I think it's a beautiful film. Like I watched the whole thing, um, and you know. I, it, it 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 for me it's it was a real subtle subtle movie 
Like it wasn't, you yeah. know, today's movies is like you sit down, you put on your mad glasses and there's explosions and everything. So yeah. it's always good to see. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's always good to see a character driven movie. And I mean, I got to tell you, man, like I've seen, I've seen a few of things and obviously everyone's like blind side, blind side. But this performance was, was good. I'm talking like, they're all like, case Manchester by the sea. But your subtle performance in this was some good shit, brother. I got to tell you, like really, really, that, Thank you. really yeah. was good. And I, I think it, you're right. It is about choices, but it was interesting to, for me to see that you know the director chose to go that way because it added a new dynamic like when you meet the old man from the other farm that was my favorite you know without giving yeah, too much yeah. away yeah. to the audience but this this he was awesome yeah uh, jeffrey demond is an amazing you know amazing actor amazing talent and just a really cool guy you know he's yeah. fun to be around on set and he definitely he's one of my favorite characters yeah to work but it with. speaks about also the you know, you have the uh, the young guys being overtly racist to your character or being quite rude, but then even the guy that is really supportive and, and really friendly has that sort of ignorant racism, uh, yeah. not, not in a bad way, but like he's calling you coloured when he doesn't know that it's not acceptable anymore. And it's like, it speaks about society, about the way people are treated, and even if it's not intentionally, and how there needs to be more awareness about this mm. whole thing. And I thought it was a really, really good by the director and writer. Because your character, Byron, exactly. is, he's, he's the only black farmer in the area or becomes the only yeah. black farmer um, and I've got to say you, you're becoming like the king of, of living of with white people living with white family <laughs> you're the king Byron like, the king of living with I white folks like, again he's got another <laughs> so funny <laughs> so, you know I, I accept that I accept that yeah, yeah, I like yeah. to think I, I can get along with anyone yeah, yeah. people person maybe that's like your film niche like every every family in your film they're I'm just all white you, man you got to just be like up in the white people's house living the good listen talk to me about these cows bro you got to talk to me about these cows. Oh, man, the cows are awesome. It was funny because when they when they were teaching me how to milk them, they said you have to talk to them, you have to walk up, you talk to them and rub their behind. So yeah. I was like, okay, so it's like a woman. pretty much like you. Yeah, exactly. That's how my wife do me, bro. <laughs> That's how my wife do me. She milk it and she rub my behind and talk to me in my ears. <laughs> pretty much, pretty yeah, much. Sorry, carry on, carry so on. It was, it was yeah. awesome, man. It was, uh, it was definitely an experience The the cabs were, you know, they were hilarious, man. Yeah. The way they just sucked on your finger. It was funny, the first day one of them almost took a ring. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa I'm going to need that back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm need that back. That's what I'm talking about, man. And, uh, but it was, they, yeah, the baby one that got out was cute. I was like, I was like, how is he touching I these know, cows, right? man? And then the one that got out, I was like, okay, that one's cute. You know, I could, I could live with that. And then he started sucking your fingers. I mean, just for the audience, no, obviously the film's not about cows, but it's a really touching movie about this character who comes out on parole and ends up on his brother's farm, stepbrother's farm, and... Then, of course, realizes that the stepbrother is not as genuine as we believed, but we don't want to give too much away. But I mean, I really want mm. uh, our listeners and everyone to, to, to go see this film and take yeah, a watch of it. I, I want to tell you, my brother, that you were brilliant in the movie. And again, once again, you know, uh, subverting and defying people's expectations of what we're supposed to do. And I loved it. Appreciate that. Thank you, man. Definitely. And how long are you going to be over in, in the UK? Um, you know what? I'll, I will be here. I'm going to a game tomorrow. I'm going to a football game tomorrow. Who you seeing? Uh, Who's playing? Here in Glasgow. And um, Sunday, I will be going down to London for a few days. Nigga, listen. We in London, boy. You better come check We're me. We in London. <laughs> what are you going to do down in London? What are you doing down here? You got friends down okay, here? Okay, okay. Uh, you know what? I have some friends flying into the States that will be... 
you know, I'll be hanging out with down there. So, yeah, definitely. I'll be around. Definitely. All right. I'm feeling so, me up on social I'm, media. Dude, yeah, I'm going to... We, the, the radio station's already tweeted you and tagged me in it and stuff like that. But I'm going to holler oh, you because I'm, I'm filming I'm filming on Monday. But, like, if, you, if you're not doing that and you want to come to sit or whatever, like, just come down and, and or whatever. Or, or, I'll holler you anyway. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Definitely. All right, my bro. I love how this is just turned yes, into sir, like yes, a, a casualty. Uh, well, we brother, we brothers, man. This is how we we, we got black people have to stick together, man. Because you white, he's always trying to kill us and shit, and like that's what we, you know, we're brothers. <laughs> you feel me, bro? I know you feel me. I know you have yeah, to. Yeah, you yeah, gotta yeah, be exactly. PC. You gotta be PC. I don't have to be PC's my show. I said what the fuck I want. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. Thank you so much, Quinton. We'll you. let you go back to your your chili Glasgow guys. Everybody, make sure they watch halfway. halfway. It's out. It's Quinton Aaron. Uh, British director and it's a great great movie with no explosions and a crazy cow check it <laughs> out crazy cow All right, have a good day thank you bye oh, I love right, bye bye he's so chilled I love that like you, he could just be like at the Oscars or something and he would just be like just chilled yeah I'm here yeah he could win he'd win an Oscar he'd be <laughs> like, they'd be like Quentin Aaron he'd be like yo yeah cool yeah that was nice so the Oscars are this weekend Oh yeah, they are. Sunday. I've I've lost my ticket again every year. I just yeah. I lose yeah. my Oscar ticket. Um, <laughs> yeah, I bet you do. But one day I'll go. But um, did you put it in the thing to cure the? No, let's not talk about that on here. I put it in my pocket and then I put my jacket <laughs> in the wash. Okay. Um, so the Oscars are this weekend. Yeah. Uh, it's like the you know this is like the crowning glory of all the awards of, that we've been of having. All awards, yeah. Um, the Academy Awards because Academy you know what awards. it wasn't called. The Oscars for a long time. It was mm. dubbed the Oscars yeah, that's a nickname. later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's the yeah. Academy Awards. Yeah. Um, so I did a little bit of research about the Oscars. Why is it called Oscar? Why is it called Oscar? Well, that's the thing. Um, there's a little diff- theories about why. Apparently, there was somebody who was on the committee had an had an uncle Oscar, mm-hmm. and, and she said, "Oh, the statue looks like my uncle Oscar." Um, there was another theory. Well, was, that he, was he dead? Like just like stiff as a board, like laying down? I don't what? know. Apparently, he just looked like a. 14 inch <laughs> gold mm-hmm. statue um, uh, the, the other theory is that somebody else uh, who won an Oscar her, her, her husband was called Oscar so she, she called it a little Oscar in honour of him or oh, thanks stuck. for the little uh, yeah I don't know so no one really knows how it came about does anybody know the real story if anyone knows tweet us in at or Fubar email. Radio or email chill at foobarradio.com um, that's a cool email just chill chill well it's at background chill I know we chill came, we came up with a name I know um, so, yeah, so the first Oscars ever was on May 16th, 1926. Wow. And there was just 270 people there, and it was at the Roosevelt... That's still a lot of people. ...hotel. It was in a little hotel. If that many people came to your birthday, you'd be happy. They do. Yeah, yeah all right. I'm yeah. lucky if I get to. <laughs> um, so then it was first televised in 1953 so it was spent so many years just That's a lot. so people could say they won and not even really exactly won. it was first time it was in colour it was in 1966 which is quite late actually um, no because I think colour TVs were only around that time but in the okay alright I'll give you that one yeah. but it just makes when you think of 1966 it doesn't seem like that no because the World Cup final in England yeah. the World Cup final was, was black and white no, was it? Black and white. I wasn't born, obviously. Were you there? Oh, damn it, just about to say. <laughs> Were you watching? <laughs> um, so it was, yeah, it was dubbed the Oscars in 1939, but no one really knows how that came about. Somebody um, find out for me, please. And the Oscars, apparently, they are worth a dollar. Um, eight, the which, actual statues. Which tra- translates to ATP. Um, I mean, not in, I don't think in terms of materials or how to make it but basically everybody who gets an Oscar has to sign a thing to say if they're ever going to sell it they first have to offer it back to the Academy for a dollar 
I see. You have to. You have to. Apart from... Um, and obviously the Academy will buy it because they don't want anyone to sell them on eBay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they, that doesn't count to any of the statues before a certain date that that came in, like in the 60s. Right. So there are some of these old Oscars that are selling for a lot of money. Right, someone so, sold me Oscar. So Orson, Wel- Orson Welles Oscar for Citizen Kane, guess how much that sold at auction for? Uh, 70,000. More higher, shut up. Uh, awesome. Two hundred and fifty thousand higher, a million. Eight hundred thousand dollars was Orson Welles Oscar. Ridiculous. What would you do with that? It's ridiculous. Uh, what would I do? I'd watch the guy who bought it at auction, follow him home, and then rub it off. <laughs> <laughs> the hood. I mean, the that's ridiculous. Eight hundred. That's ridiculous. Eight hundred thousand dollars. That's mental. Would you guys? What, what's the most? What's the most expensive things you guys have bought? Tell me. Tweet yeah, me, let's me. email in or tweet. Yeah, what, what have you? What is the most expensive thing you've ever bought? Apart from probably like a house. Come I on. bought a car. Yeah. On my debit card. On a debit card. Yeah. How much was it? Like fourteen grand. Just straight out. You just went. I want that one. Yeah, but this was years ago. I wouldn't do something that stupid now. This was like. Uh, 2004 on a debit card on a debit card little NatWest debit card sorry, sorry, and the guy was going this is a debit card I said I know and he put it through and it went through and he was like what do you do for a living I said that's not your, none of your business mate porn give me my keys <laughs> give me my keys. just give me my keys yeah stupid thing to do very stupid thing to do I don't advise anyone doing that that's the most expensive thing I've ever bought outright yeah. and it was a very stupid thing to do everyone knows cars depreciate the moment you drive them out exactly as soon as you drive it off the, the drive it was worth half the price but I didn't know that back then idiot no, no, um, so yeah what have you bought what have you spent money on if anyone's listening you can email in chill at foobarradio.com we'll shout you out um, or tweet us at foobarradio um, what's the most expensive thing I've ever bought um, I don't actually spend a lot of money on things I'm also saying that because I don't have a lot of money to I spend don't on that. things you look lovely every week um, that does, that, that, this look doesn't cost nothing it's that uh, well, you know eBay eBay uh, this was five dollars from a market store well maybe you should start doing a YouTube <laughs> show, show called the five dollar outfit you know, know how people go like the, the 50p meal and all yeah, that you should do like, yeah. honestly I, I'm a queen of charity shop um, but I have I queen have, of charity shops I TV think I bought um, I bought my laptop that was kind of expensive I bought yeah. that outright what was that like 200 pounds no, it was a thousand. <laughs> it was a thousand. I bought a Mac. Um, I did feel pretty cool going in. Yeah, you, you are pretty cool. Uh, I was like, brand new Mac. Because I've always had hand-me-downs my whole life. And then I finally got to buy something like straight off, which yeah. felt very good. Um, right. Well, computers are important. My thing was stupid because I was young a and car. stupid. Yeah. yeah. My car was 800 pounds. Yeah. But it's never broken down. But I bought a brand new. I wouldn't do that now. My car now costs a little bit Do you still have that, that car? Uh, I only, do, you know what? I ke- do you know what, actually? I kept that car yeah. for... 12 years okay so then even when I was making films and all that and people were like bruv why are you driving this car I just loved my little car I kept I it for like, 12 it's years my car I only got rid of it like 2 years ago yeah I've got a little Nissan Micro and I love it it's missing a hubcap it's got a cassette player I yeah. don't care mine had a cassette player it was a little Volkswagen Polo had oh. it for 14 years good 12 years sorry yeah um, right back to the Oscars um, do you know that the what was the first sequel movie to ever win an Oscar Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom no no, I don't know. The Godfather 2. The Godfather Part 2, wow. Um, and Bob Hope, yeah. the comedian who I lo- loved his films growing up, if anyone doesn't know who Bob, I- Bob Hope is, Google him. Um, he hosted the Oscars 18 times. Is that good? Is that the most ever? Uh, that's the most ever, yeah. 18 times hosting. Um, and Oscars in, in World War 2, um, they had to be made out of 
plaster because they metal shortages. Because the metals were being used all the bullets and all that. Yeah. Well, see, I'd want one of those ones. That's pretty cool. I'd want a, I'd want a World War Two one. Yeah. yeah. So they had to give like little like plastic ones. I mean, what, the fact that they were still doing Oscars while the World War Two was on is a bit. I know, but then I thought. But it didn't affect a lot of people in America. In America, yeah, that's what I thought. I thought metal shortages in America. Oh, yeah, know. for ammunition. Um, Walt Disney won twenty-two Oscars, and he was nominated fifty-nine times. Wow. So I mean, that, I think he he must win most nominated. Yeah, possibly. Dude, <laughs> I'm gonna check that. The most nominated dude, I reckon. Um, and then they had to. The longest Oscars was like four hours, so they had to bring in a rule that you get 45 seconds until the orchestra. Nobody listens to that. They though. will cut you off. Who do you guys want to win Oscars? That's the thing. Does everyone want Casey Affleck to win for Manchester by the Sea? Do you want Ryan Gosling? Do you want Denzel Washington? Who I know, do poor you Denzel. Want? Andrew Garfield, our British boy, Andrew Garfield is up for an Oscar. I would prefer. I think Casey. Dev Patel as well up for an Oscar. Casey Affleck. Um, just his performance over Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling was cute. I gotta go Brits. I gotta go Brits though, haven't I? Yeah. We're Brits. You gotta go Andrew and Dev. Andrew Patel. and Dev. Come on, Dev and Andrew Andy. And Dev. Andy and Dev. Andy and Devine. Who do you want to win an Oscar? It's this Sunday. You're gonna be watching. Do you give a shit? Do you not care? Let us know. Chill. If you're listening to the show with films and shit, you should care. So yeah. who do you want to win? So who do you want to win? Fucking emailing. Chill at foobarradio.com. Um oh, oh <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock, when he won his Oscar, he just went upstage and went. Thank you. And walked off. I feel like that's what I'd do. <laughs> I know you wouldn't, don't I'd you? I'd be like, yeah, cool. Just be like, cool. <laughs> I'd be like, it's for all you motherfuckers that said I could never win this shit. No. Do you remember? Do you remember when Cooper Gooden won his? He went crazy on stage. He's like, ah, yeah, 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 yeah going crazy. I was like, me. They should take that shit back. Like, I don't know. Oh, oh, who should have their Oscars revoked? Because oh. I put him first in line. Who should? Who should take it out? Who? What? Who should? Cuba. I put him first in line. Sorry, Cuba. Um, who, who should I, I, I love your work man the OJ thing was awesome but you did boat trip after you won the Oscar man they should have took that shit back <laughs> I think that so I hate when someone gets an Oscar for not for the for where they should have won an Oscar they didn't and then they get an Oscar almost like in retrospect yeah. of something they've Denzel, previously done Denzel done some great films and you know didn't get it for Malcolm X and then they gave him one a couple years later for, for something else. yeah so I think it's a little bit of a hmm hmm bit of a game the Oscar politics. Panel. I think there's politics. Yeah, there's definitely politics there. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm quite excited. I like it. I like the and I. Um, you're gonna stay up. I don't know. No, fuck that. I'm, I'm too old. I'm working man. on Monday. I'm too old. I don't so even stay up for WrestleMania anymore. I'm not you staying don't. up for now. I'm too old, man. I can't do it. I can't <laughs> cope with the tiredness the next day. And I love my wrestling. You know that. I managed to stay up until 5 a.m. recently watching UFC. I was li- I was so proud of myself. I was like, <laughs> and I, you know I love my UFC too. Yeah. But even that now, unless it's like if it's um, if Michael Bisping's fighting, that's my boy, big up Mike. If he's fighting, I'll stay up. But I'm dead. If, if there's anyone else, I'm, I'm Sky Plus and that shit. <laughs> Just, whatever, you can you can do it now, can't you? Oh, we've got an email in. It says, hi, guys. Um, Michael Shannon needs to take an Oscar home for Nocturnal Animals. Yes, he does. He's a, a deep, dark actor and everything he does. I love his shit. He's hot, says Paula. Yeah. Um, so when you say you love his shit, Paula, as in like you've actually love his shit, like when he takes his shit, you love I it. I think or? she's referring to his, his, work. his work there. But it's hard is to that tell. Paula? Is that Paula that said that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that says Paula. Yes. Paula. Paula. I Thank agree you. with you. Thank you for that. Michael Shannon is a G. Obviously, I love Dev. I want to support Dev. But yeah. actually, Michael Shannon should win that best supporting and I hope he takes it home, actually. Um, he I was great in Nocturnal. He Correct. was really good. But I I found the performance that affected me most was the other guy, um, the Aaron Taylor-Johnson. I really found I re- he really disturbed me. I was like, "Shit, how do you play such a good?" Do we still have our uh, rapist tumbleweed thing? No, no, took it off. But um, ah, sorry, <laughs> Aaron. Aaron, yeah, he was good. He was good. 
no I think if it, Nocturnal Animals is an amazing it is a really good film I was completely shocked when I went to see that I, was, I didn't know anything about Aaron it Aaron will get one for something else yeah he's, he's solid he's good bit of a douche in person but um, <laughs> oh man but solid <laughs> oh man oh man oh man he left me completely hanging in that interview I was working really hard he wasn't giving me an inch nothing not even an inch he didn't give you an inch not even the tip not even the tip he didn't even give me the tip oh dear damn it I would have loved his tip but anyway <laughs> um, <laughs> right let's go on a little bit of more music let's go back to Stormzy so yes I've been listening to the album on the way here but I didn't get down to Return of the Rucksack so let's have a little look is this one this is the track man this is, is a this bad boy track the What's, track from yeah Return of the Rucksack and listen someone gets a shout out in this track guess who is it you? Play it, bitch. Okay, let's see. <laughs> back Row and Chill coming back soon. Back Row and Chill with Johanna James and Noel Clark on Fubar Radio. Fire, fire, that fire, was so fire. Good. See, Clark, you got a shout out. Yeah, if you listen carefully, he shouted out Noel. He did shout me out. And I'm, if you I'm, listen really I'm, carefully, he probably shouted me out too. I don't think he did. But just really quickly, you know. As you young people say, I'm gassed. Shout John James. I dropped him a little tweet to say thanks. He holding me back, obviously. Yeah. It's in the film. I love Stormzy, mate. I love no, he's good. He's Mike. good. He's good in Brotherhood as well. Because he is good in Brotherhood. Um, I don't think. Did he have any acting training, or is he just Didn't natural? Didn't have any acting training. Just no, natural ability. I liked and a good him. Director, boom. He's a, he's there, man. He's he was there. very, you good, very good. You were good. saying that your name could have been Clark. Yeah, I was just saying actually that my mum's maiden name is Clark, so. I said I was going to be a clerk and with a knee and I said I have something to tell you after all these I said like, father <laughs> I am Joanna I am your father yeah. it all makes sense yeah can you imagine if I was your dad that would be that'd be cool but I'd weird. be a cool fucking dad I think well I am a cool you dad you are a dad yeah but you haven't, you haven't got a girl I'll be your own, I'll be your adopted yeah I don't have a daughter does that make me a bit black then yeah no. a little bit just, just the tip <laughs> just <laughs> just a tip black <laughs> listen I don't have a daughter unfortunately no I've I know I've got three sons you'd be good with a daughter I would, oh. lo- I would love a daughter you'd be major member of the what is it the, the daddy production I don't know man but can you League? imagine now if I had a, if I had a girl now she'd have me and three older brothers fucking hell oh, she would never date can you imagine <laughs> can you Imagine some boy coming to the house, be like, "Yeah, I mean to take your door out." Like, is that right? It's just a is baseball that, bat. Is that right, bro? <laughs> boys, be like, boys, three brothers, three older brothers. Yeah, come meet your door, your sister's date. <laughs> yeah, jeez, fun times, mate. Um, okay, so film, 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 film. Yes. I'm having a little look about what is coming out, what's coming up in the rest of the year, what's going to be made, and uh, f- things further on. So you tell us. Um, there is a film called Little America, which is going to be made. It's a, set in a dystopian future where Donald... In London? In London. Um, no, in uh, in China. <laughs> Shut um, up! It's called Little America and set in China. Yeah, so okay, it's where... I was trying to be funny, but no. It's, <laughs> it's where in a Donald Trump-like uh, future where the president has uh, bankrupted America and China has called in the depths and, and so uh, Americans have to emigrate to China for work. Called in the depths? Debt. You mean the debt? The debts. Not the depths. The debt. I you read. Like, I thought you said the debts. I was like, they call Johnny Depp and his family. What <laughs> they call him the debt. Right. Um, and so Americans have to immigrate to China for work. Mate, and so now. A laugh. Your mum is emailing in the show. She kills me every night. I love you. I love you. Oh, mum. I'll call you. I'll call you, baby. I'll call you. My mum's just emailed in to say the most money I've ever spent is £800 on Jan. No, mum. I'm pretty sure you've spent more money on. So, so you didn't buy it? No, I didn't. Buy- no, I bought the insurance, which was a thousand, so I spent more. I love, I love, <laughs> I absolutely love that your mum listens to the show every week. And, and, and only for you, mate. I know. 
I feel like we should just do it and get it over with because I don't. This tension, the tension's like, tension been building for mic, five years. Over the mic is too much, you know. I think we should just do it. <laughs> just hold on me. Just, just, just drop me a little. Well, text you are my, you are my technically my adopted dad, so it makes mm, sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I just don't want to know. <laughs> um, so, Little America is exactly that. It's set in China. It's set in China, and it's <laughs> um, it's about that whole thing. And I just thought that could be quite. I don't know if it's a comedy or whether it's Who's serious. Who's in it? Who's going to be in it? It's just announced, so it's a. Uh, that sounds a, interesting. The concept. Let's get on the phone for a role. Let's get some job roles in that. Um, Sing two. Um, Sing two. It's gonna. It's been. It's been. Uh, but it's not coming out until December twenty twenty. Yeah, because they got animated. Know, so animated everyone who knows Sing, it's Sing, Sing came out at end of last year or yeah. beginning of this year. Yeah, great animated film Taron Egerton Reese Witherspoon a bunch of other people uh, Matthew McConaughey a bunch mm-hmm. of other people I don't remember but really good film my boys love it um, it's actually pretty good so uh, do watch it but Sing 2 Sing 2 Sing now. 2 is uh, went down a storm so do you think, what do you think about sequels all the time sequel sequel sequel, sequel. well that's the thing I, it, I think it sometimes it sometimes sequels can be amazing like <coughs> I thought the tour <coughs> adulthood like, like those trilogies yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, or like Toy Story Oh, man. I thought they did yeah. really decent sequels. Yeah, but they're doing number four. I don't know if they should do number Are four. Are they? Yes. Oh. Uh, yeah, I know. Oh, it ended so well. I Just know. leave it. To, leave it be. Um, uh, so there's a, a film called Miss Granny, which is about an African-American 70-year-old who Sounds becomes great. 20 again. Sounds, <laughs> I, I Sounds, Sounds be terribly funny. great. <laughs> yeah. Who's thought, doing that? Tyler Berry. Um, I don't know who it is. It's just, again, it's what's on this announced. Miss Granny. Miss Granny. But being tw- a seventy-year-old being twenty again for the day would be just interesting, quite funny. Kind of like Night Professor Two, where the dad gets young and stuff like that. Yeah, it's like I like those. I quite like those films where they do body swaps and age swaps. Yeah, that could be good. That could. They be used to be do them a lot, like Big and Vice Versa and Millie Willy. Do you remember Millie Willy? No. Mm, before your time, that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Twenty-three I mean. Jump Street Ugh. is back because they oh they were good. Twenty-three Jump Street. Twenty-three Jump Street. I mean, same up. writer. You would think by now they jumped off that street. Yeah, they wouldn't make any more of those films. Well, J- Jonah. Hill and Channing Tatum are back and not only that they're doing 23 Jump Street and they're also doing Jump Street versus Man, Men in Black in the same movie no they're not shut up apparently Get so out of here. Jump out. Street versus Men they're in Black they're not doing that they're not doing that About well I put in, I'm putting my stake in, I'm putting my hat in the ring saying those films sound terrible like end of they sound terrible but they're going to make a lot of money obviously yeah I love Channing Tatum Aliens and Channing Tatum sound terrible cool um, yeah, cool, yeah. Oh, we just got another email in here. Um, it says, Hello, I'd like Ryan Gosling to win as he's my future husband, but he doesn't, doesn't know it know yet. yet. Lovely voice in Ireland, Maggie. Maggie. Well, I'm pretty sure. Is he married? Yeah, sorry, sorry Maggie. Mendes, but Maggie's going to make moves, man. Oh, right, sorry. Good for you, Max. You you get you him. You go get him. You get him, girl. You go, he has got a lovely voice. He is all right, yeah. Um, but uh, a lazy eye, which I didn't realise. Neither did I. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. They, they film him so well. <laughs> I didn't know he had a lazy eye. Yeah, he's got a lazy eye. Crooked eye goes, so we shouldn't name him. Anyway, <laughs> what else? Um, so, Avatar 2. I'm not happy about that 23 Jump Street. Anyway. Has got the go ahead. Avatar uh, 2, boom. For, for Christmas uh, 2018 next year. Fucking hell, I'll be like 70 by the time. <laughs> yeah. But they are going to film not just Avatar 2. Yeah. Avatar 2, 3, 4, and 5. They're going to film at the exact same time on one massive, huge, probably the biggest ever film shoot ever. So that's going to take like a year for two, those actors. Two, three, four, five. Do we want Avatar two, three, four, and five? I mean, that's a lot of. It's been a Avatar. long time since the first one. The first one was good. Don't get the me wrong. The first one was very good. But it's been a while. Do we want two? Do we want two? Do we, Do we want, want Avatar two? Do we want three, four, and five? Because I, my, I must definitely don't want two. Two, yes. yeah. Two, three, maybe four, three. and five. Mm, nah, I'm indifferent. Go away. I'm indifferent. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. If that's so. That's going to be. That's just going to be the most expensive, huge. 
epic. Can yeah. you imagine the production team yeah. on that are just gonna they're gonna die. The catering budget will be bigger than the budget of my films. Definitely. Yeah. The catering budget on like that Tom Cruise films is bigger than most films budgets yes so if you ever want to get good food work on a Tom Cruise film yeah Tom Cruise film um, oh here's a little bit of like factoid knowledge that I thought you might appreciate boom now. tell me tell me so there is a particular note from the Star Trek soundtrack yeah that can make a woman orgasm yeah I, yeah I've it, heard that it's a it's a thing called the blaster beam um, which makes this an unusual uh, musical <laughs> Thing. Okay, that sounds very interesting, but um, you know, so we should move on. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, that's cool. <laughs> we oh. should move on. Oh man. Okay, quickly. Well, anyway, um, apparently it is an octave below piano, and it can stimulate all the right bits in a lady, and they can. What, what note is it? It's an octave below the lowest on a piano. Right. Someone get me a, f- a piano in here. But right if it, they use it on the Star Trek soundtrack in 1979. <laughs> That's why people like that show so much. So they love that show. Do, 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 do. How, how do we get an octave below, b- 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 below piano? Uh, be l- careful, Noel. I'm going to do this note. See, tell me if you have a little quiver in your pants. Um, no, wasn't no. working. Not deep enough. Um, <laughs> Nearly. Oh, they, they don't lie. I know you do. <laughs> right, okay. Let's go for let's go for another song. Blah, 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 blah. Who do we want to go? Oh, I'm going to go for. I went the for the streets. Yeah, this is from Kidhood. Well Boom. done. So we roll, man. Yeah, I know. I went back to your films. Here we go. Back row and chill with Johanna James and Noel Clark on Fubar Radio. Hey, we're live on the radio. Hey, I'm just hold on, guys. I'm just talking to the family here. Just one, one He's second. He's on. Guys. Noel's on the phone. Yeah, babe, I got to go, man. You know, I'm live on the radio. All right, see you later. Bye, boys. Bye, bye. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's so cute. That's how I roll, man. I'm a, I'm a cash guy. I'm a regular dude, man. You know, we roll live on the radio, but we're going to talk to the family at the same time. Live, live, like double. Multitasking. Multi- they, say we could, they say we can't multitask, bro. It's multitasking. Right, we've got our second guest in the studio. We it's do. Lewis Rose. Lewis Welcome. Rose. Welcome. Thank you. Hello, how you doing? Oh, you have a radio voice and a half. Well, there you go. I love the name as well, Lewis Rose. Lewis that's Rose. a sexy name, man. I know. Lewis Rose. It's like tough, but then... Sweet. It's like a wrestler's it's, name. It's not even a stage name. Oh, really? It's a real born name, yeah. It's like a wrestler's name. <laughs> the new WWE champion, Lewis, Lewis Rose! I like I it, that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, so that t- should... talk to us, man. <laughs> we are here about The Chop. That's right, yeah. It's yeah. a short film that I directed quite a while ago now. It came out in 2015. Fantastic. Um, and we've just been doing the festival circuit and we screened at BFI London and we've screened at over 50 festivals now. I, I, I um, love how we just stay, we were just doing the... You've done a big festival. He's like, Josh, right, we're just doing the festival circuit. Bear in mind, you, you've won what? how many awards? Is it 15, 16 awards? Uh, 15 now, yeah. 15 Whoa. awards in the festivals around the, like, around the world as you've been touring with this film, yeah? Yeah. It's amazing. Been, it's been going amazing. Like We never thought it would get this kind of... Um, attention but yeah it's been awesome fantastic got so, to travel around with it and yeah, yeah so tell tell the listeners what what the sh- what the short's about and then where we can see it after that yeah so it's a comedy 15 minute comedy about a kosher butcher uh, who loses his job and he can't find work at another kosher butcher so he pretends to be muslim to get work in halal butcher right um <laughs> when i read when hilarious I, consequences <laughs> when yeah. i read the synopsis i was like i want to see that immediately <laughs> that's great um, and it's actually screening tomorrow at the Vault Film Festival. Oh, it's Boom. still the vaults are still going on. Yeah. What time is that? It's at one thirty, I believe. Nice. Okay, guys, you hear that? It is screening tomorrow at the Vault Film Festival at one thirty. Yeah, the chop. And the, the Vaults chop. Festival, it's in the Lewisham. Not Lewisham. That's where I'm from. <laughs> it's from in the Waterloo Vaults. In the Waterloo Vaults. Yeah. yeah. Boom. Make sure you check it out. But anyway, carry on. Um, so yeah you can see it there and also if you check out our Facebook page there's more info 
and so you can see it online uh, through Vimeo On Demand and it's going to be screening at quite a few other festivals and we're just uh, you know looking at where the next stage we're going to take right, it so tell, tell me tell me what, how did you how did because you're the writer and director which is brilliant I, I love a director I'm a director myself you might not you may or may not know I do know um, I like uh, your work a lot thank you very much sir uh, tell me how did you come up with the idea and how long did it then take you to write and what inspired you to write the idea um, well, I kind of knew a bit about both cultures. Like, I think growing up in London, you sort of, um, you know, you're around lots of different cultures. And my yes. school was quite a big mix, well, quite a lot of Muslim students, not many Jews, actually. So I kind of knew a lot of the similarities between the two religions yeah. and thought that there was some comedy there. And I kind of wanted to find a way to do the story and not have to make it too much like playing on stereotypes. So people are actually in their place of work. Um, and this seemed like a good way to kind of make the two worlds collide. Yeah. Um, and then I sort of had it on the back burner for a while and then found out about this fund that the UK Jewish Film Festival do, yeah. uh, which is £10,000 to make a short film. And you don't have to be Jewish, it just has to be a film with some Jewish subject yeah. matter. So uh, I knew about that and we wrote it and went for the fund and we got it and it's just kind of gone from there. Great, fantastic. Yeah. And what, um, what, uh, what's, the, what's the overall message behind the short? message is about togetherness really and yeah. just uh, you know London being a multicultural place and I guess kind of uh, you know like I said the similarities of the religion also you know kind of some of the silliness but not really making fun just kind of pointing out I guess that we're all the same really and that even if we come from different places yeah. and I think uh, you know people are very worried about who they're going to offend and I yeah. think when I wrote this film and when I had the idea a lot of people if you say it they think it might be offensive but I think you know, I was very careful to try not to offend people because I think if you go into it with the right intention, you can still sort of gently make comments about things without, you yeah. know, taking the piss too much. Because people take people take uh, religion and stuff, especially these days, very very seriously. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm so, so offended by what you put on the internet. Very sensitive. Um, so, it's, so it's, it's interesting that you came up with that. And what, and what are your plans for the? Uh, what, what, what are the plans for the? So with the film, it's still how, how much more festivals is it going to win at? Does it have to keep going? <laughs> you know you're just chilling touring around the world on free flights or you know uh, uh, what's next for you well um, the film has probably got like another couple of months of festivals but I think the next stage is we're developing it into a series so uh, just speaking to a couple of different production Great. companies about that and looking to take it to the next level so yeah we've got um you know, working on an outline and seeing how it can be adapted over six episodes and just Great. what can happen with the characters yeah. um, and just how many more jokes we can pack in really. true. I know a couple <laughs> of producers you should talk to yeah. <laughs> as in, as in me. But yeah, that sounds great, man. That sounds great. Um, and obviously, you want that to be a returnable series, something that can keep going and, and stuff like that. Cause yeah, and I guess, you know, Jews and Muslims, that's never going to die, right? <laughs> There's a lot of fun <laughs> in there, you know what I mean? Well, There's yeah. going to be a conflict going on, but, you know, we can try and do our little bit to just poke fun and, you know, and, and kind diffuse of the tension. Diffuse the tension, yeah. yeah I think that's important, man. Yeah. Well, good. It's good to have a short film about togetherness and, Come and that together sort of free thing. Comedy. And, uh, uh, yeah, wish you luck in all these festivals. Uh, and what about yourself? What's next for yourself? What are your your plans? So I'm writing my first feature at the moment. So that's uh, my next sort of long term goal. And then I also do a lot of um, commercials and music videos to pay the bills. And also it's a lot of fun. So yeah, working on a few music videos at the moment. Yeah. And yeah, just trying to keep keep working and keep my head above water. Grinding. And yeah, getting on to the yeah. next thing. Well, we look forward to that feature. And 
we look forward and you guys should so where can people see the chop where can they f- see it now at the minute so tomorrow they can see it at the vaults and if and they want to see if they miss it there then they can go on our Facebook page and they can go to links where they can buy it on demand Boom. and eventually yeah. it will be released online for free Boom. Any idea when? Uh, it'll be a little while because of distribution and the festival circuit, probably like not for yeah. a year or so. so oh, mu- a year. <laughs> but <laughs> we can buy it. We can you buy, can buy it, it for you can five buy it, guys. Go on, go on video on the price, price of a pint is well worth yeah. it, I yeah. promise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then buy it. And so, question, where are, you, where are you putting all these awards? Where are they? Uh, at the moment, they're just on my shelf. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got space for any books or anything like that with all these awards on there? I've got one shelf of my film books and then the awards below. Great, great. In the little office. Yeah, no. It's good. And w- what are the, your are your Oscar feels for this weekend? Do you have anyone that you particularly want to win? Yeah. Or what did you like about the season? Um, well, I'm seeing Moonlight tonight, actually, so mm. I'm quite looking forward to that. So good far, thing. my favourite pick would be Manchester by Sea for the main yeah. award. Yeah. Um, I saw for documentary the 13th it would be. I don't know if you've seen. Yes, that. I've got that. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet. It's really good about um, kind of the prison system the prison in America. System, yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Um, so that would be my tip for documentary. I might watch that tonight, actually. Yeah, yeah I, I like I'll a good prison documentary. Or yeah. um, oh, and fantastic. for best foreign film as well, Tony Erdman. I don't know if you've seen that. What's it's a film? good, really good comedy, worth watching. What's it's out of them. Tony Erdman. Tony Erdman. Yeah. Okay. I've not seen that. Boom. I'm gonna, no, have, I'm gonna have a look at that one. as well. Those, um, are, those are the tips from uh, from Lewis Rose there. We got a couple of emails in saying, "Hey, I thought La La Land was shit." Um, <laughs> I agree. It was so long. <laughs> and he boring. agrees. It was so long and boring. Gosling is really. Not, not as hot as, hot as you as think, think from what? Drew. He's from also Drew. not that good a actor. I'm sorry. I don't well, get the Gosling love. I, I like to be Drew. Lewis Rose does not get the Gosling love. Well, look, I, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't say he was hot. I don't think he's very hot. I think I'm hotter than him, personally, if I say so myself. Um, <laughs> thanks, Jana. That was not that was an agreement laugh, I'm assuming. Um, uh, I like Drive. I like Drive. Drive is like wicked. Drive. But he doesn't have to do much in that. Doesn't like, say much. Yeah, that's the And key, I like The it? Notebook. Oh, jeez. Come on, I'm a girl. I'm no, a girl. I'm girls in the other room were like, oh yeah, the notebook. Noah. That film drives me mad, insane. The Noah, notebook. man. He just set Not a, a fan. He's, no. he set a stupid standard for boyfriends. I've been watching that sometimes with a girl and you're, you're just like, this is so nonsense. And you look at them, they're crying. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, I watched it with my missus quite a few years ago and she hated it. So I was very happy. We right, both watched the, it. We were both watching it and we were like, this is wow, she's found, the one. You found a keeper, bro. <laughs> she's the one. You have found a keeper. Um, oh, someone says, I'd love Lucas Hedges to get an Oscar for from Manchester by the, by the sea. sea. He's a cutie, He's a cutie from cutie. Nan. From Nan. Now, is that his grandmother? His Nan. Is that his grandmother <laughs> I don't or just know, Nan? Just from Nan. Who is your name? Well, I, I want to know what your name is now. Is your name Nan? Nando? No, I was going to say Nando's. Is it? Maybe that's Nando's. Maybe it's the person who started Nando's. Lucas Hedges is, is decent. He was the teenage boy in it, right? I don't find him that cute. No, but he was good. He was he was very good. You ain't Dev Patel, though. Dev, 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 <laughs> Dev. Dev Patel's got hot. I don't know about that. Yeah, he has. He's, he, not, my, he's he, not my type. He won, the ba- he won the BAFTA and everyone was like, uh, what? Dev? Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think he's I hot. love it when a little ugly duckling gets hot. He hasn't got he hasn't got boobs or anything. Or he hasn't got the man so boob. The man. Not, not my, the man breast not my, chest. He's not my type. Well, I don't know. It wasn't my... Well, I, I think it was the beard. Beards can do a lot. They can do a lot. He's lock. not the kid in Slumdog anymore, you know. He has grown up. It's been a few years. I know, but, he, you know, he's sort of stocked out and got a he's beard. He's tall as well. He's like six foot He's got hair. Yeah. <laughs> I think he always had hair, but I get what you mean. You know what I mean? He, now he has hair, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, anyway. Oh, man. All right, guys. I'm a, I'm a dev fan. Um, yeah, cool. Okay, so that's what. Are you going to be Are you, you going to be watching the awards? or? You yeah, I will. I'll tune in. I want to see all the Trump haters as well. That's oh, all my gosh. There's going to be... I'm kind of looking forward to that more so than So much shade is going to yeah. be thrown. I think he's going. He said he's going. He said he's going to turn up. 
No, he didn't. He didn't say that. No, but he, said, be, he said he's not even going to watch it. <laughs> no, he didn't say that. But that would be awesome if he did. If he just rocked up and be like, was like, what? <laughs> I'll take the award for. Well, some people say Meryl thought he should get the best performance for his. Yeah, I mean, he, he can't be serious of all the nonsense he's doing. Like, I think I, I'm expecting it to be like an episode of Black Mirror or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Someone said I saw that the best thing that someone's holding up saying this episode of Black Mirror shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah it man. is. It really is. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks thank for you. having me. Um, yeah. All the best of luck in the Vaults Festival. That's so cool. Boom. Really the shop guys, make sure you see it. Thank you so much. Right, we're gonna pop to a song. I'm gonna go for a bit of Sunny and Share because I like the song. It's gonna uh, be good. It is. you babe that song was dedicated to Noel Clark um, thank you so okey it's back and chill it's Johanna James and Noel Clark we've just gone after five o'clock so got one more hour left of the show before the weekend Boom. starts very exciting uh, do we have our third guest on the line we do amazing so we're about to uh, speak to the Emmy award winning film and television stage veteran actor Joe Morton so let's see if Joe's on the line Joe can you hear us I can. How are you? Hi, Joe. Welcome Good, to the show. Sir. How are you? Thank you. Um, oh, it's a very—it's a tiny line. Where where are you in the in the world at the moment, Joe? Uh, I'm in the, the Marina Del Rey in California. Ah, Cali. Marina Del Rey. I shot Star Trek Into Darkness out there. Very nice area. Is that right? Yeah, really nice uh, white beach. Yeah, I was uh, I was the first ten minutes that blew up everything before Benedict came and took everything over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How are you? Uh, very well. I, you know, I'm having a hard time hearing you. You sound very far away. Oh, okay. We'll try and, sp- try and speak a little bit louder. Yeah, we'll try and get, speak up here. Um, so, Joe, um, one of the most watched television shows is Scandal. Oh, can you hear us, yes. Joe? Yeah. And um, so Scandal yes. is about to start. New series. Yes. New season of Scandal. And you play the, 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 the nefarious Rowan. Tell us a little about about what we can expect without giving too much away for this season. Well, I I think the thing that you'll find is that things will begin to shift. Um, uh, It starts off, obviously, with um, where we left off at the end of season five, which is uh, who wins the election. So that's where you'll start. Okay. And and how did you get involved with Scandal at the very, very beginning? No, season two. Season two. I'm assuming as an actor, is a, 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 an audition, or were you offered the role originally? Um, it's a very funny story. I came out to L.A. for pilot season. Um, I had, of course, heard of Scandal, but <clears throat> never had an occasion to watch it. Uh, watched the first season on Netflix, uh, and after seeing it, just fell in love with it. thought, oh, this would be wonderful. I could figure out a way to get on the show for an episode or two. Yeah. Um, and before I even had a chance to talk to my agent or my manager about trying to do that, <laughs> I got a call from them saying that um, the Scandal wanted to talk to me about coming on to the show. Nice. And when I spoke to the producer Scandal, um, they made it clear that if I decided to take the role, that at the end of season two, the last two lines would be, Hello, Olivia, hi, Dad. And I, I said, yes, that sounds great. I'll take a job. Wow, fantastic. Oh, my God. Fantastic. fantastic. And, 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 and Rowan is behind a lot of the shifty stuff that goes on in, in, in the season. Do you think, without again, without giving too much away, do you think this is going to kind of change or is he going to continue his sort of nefarious ways? Well, I mean, I, again, uh, I think what you'll see is that things will begin to move around 
uh, and shift. Uh, I keep saying that, you know, um, politics uh, of Washington, D.C. is kind of like a great big desert where all of the creatures have to really take care of themselves first, otherwise they get gobbled up or burned by the sun. Yeah. Um, sun in power. Um, yeah. So that's kind of what I think we'll be watching. Yeah, well, that's kind of like real life as well, isn't it, with the, with the current politics in Washington, too? Yes. Exactly. So... So you, you, sir, also in my eyes, uh, not just because of uh, of scandal and and your your wonderful career, but you're a legend because you 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 are also in the Terminator films, which I happen to love from uh, when I was a when I was a child. What was uh what was it what was it like for you back then? Did you know those films or that film in particular? T two was going to be as big as it was. Uh, well, you remember the first uh, Terminator film was rather a low budget film. Mm. Yeah. It did very, very well. So Terminator 2 was, for James at that point, uh, a very large step up. Yeah. Um, uh, I was absolutely excited to be part of it, uh, to work both with uh, um, Arnold and Linda. So it was it was enormously exciting. Um, uh, very big difference for me. I mean, I had done John Sayles movies in the past, yeah. which were, again, low-budget films, so I had never been around... Uh, that kind of size and that kind of money in terms of film before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it one of those ones where the catering budget was bigger than some of the budgets of the movies you'd previously been on? I've been, I've been there a couple of times. <laughs> I'm sorry, say that again? I said, was it one of those ones where the catering budget was so large it was bigger than some of the budgets of other movies you'd been on? Um, yeah, I'd say probably their catering budget was uh, probably as large <laughs> as what uh, one of John Sayles' movies uh, yeah. cost. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 James did things like he would, uh, before we finished my death scene, he actually um, went sort of, because uh, you remember at the end when I, uh, after I die, Linda sort of scoots across the floor and they start shooting at her and all the windows get blown out. Yes. So he blew out the windows long before he decided to shoot that scene just to see what it would look like. And I had never been around a cloud for that kind of stuff. Yeah, crazy. That's crazy times, man. Uh, and he still does that with stuff like Avatar, just huge, absolutely monster-sized movies. Um, and in uh, and a couple of years ago, you you won an Emmy. What was that? What was that? What was that feeling like to to get up on stage and after after having such a stellar career anyway? I know you don't define your career by awards, but how did it feel to actually be recognized by by uh, by people at that stage? You know, it's it's a very exciting thing when it happens. Um, you know, I was uh, more than happy just to receive the nomination. Yeah. So to win the actual award um, was just tremendous. Um, uh, very surprising. I mean, I'd only been on the show for one season and six uh, episodes. So to, for all that to happen that quickly, I thought was astonishing. So yeah. it was a lot to um, uh, uh, take in for a while. I don't know if you ever saw it, but we... Uh, we put out a picture the following day on um, uh, Twitter of me in yeah, bed. In bed, oh, yeah. No, I've seen it. It's in front of me right now. I've got the picture in front of me right now. And so it may have been it's surprising spinning. to you, but that, that, you, you deserved yeah, it. I, I actually had the statue on the um, dining room table from the night before, and I got up the following morning, uh, went into the dining room just to make sure that it had really happened. That <laughs> yes. actually really before. And then my girlfriend said, oh, that's a good idea. Why don't you just get back in bed with the, with the award? We'll take a picture. And that's where that came from. Fantastic. It's a great picture. And so it may have been surprising to you, but it wasn't surprising to us. You definitely deserved that, I have to say. I have to say. Well, thank you. 
And uh, Joe, what's uh, what's up next? Have you got anything later for 2017 coming up? Um, uh, I mean, uh, Justice League, which comes out in November. Can't oh. wait. Because you play Cyborg's dad, right? I play Silas Stone, yes. Silas Stone. I cannot I'm wait. Justice League. Oh, yeah, we, we can't wait for that. I mean, I saw you in there, Batman versus Superman, being uh, being uh, Silas Stone, you know, with the experiments of Dad. And I'm a big uh, comic book movie fan, so, sir, you are a legend, and I can't wait to see you in that as well. Well, thank you. It should be good. I mean, uh, uh, it, it, it was very exciting to me. Right. Well, sir, we look forward to the new season of Scandal. Yeah. Um, for all our UK people listening, uh, we watch it. It used to be on Netflix, and now it's on Living, the TV channel. Yeah. Um, so you can catch it on that. Thank you so much, Joe, for, for calling in. Hope you have a lovely day. Rest of the day. I'm not sure what time it is thank in you, California. Thank you, sir. <laughs> and continue being an inspiration you, for all of us. You are a genius. Uh, thank you. Not a problem. All right, have a good weekend, Joe. Thank you. All right, bye-bye. Thank you, bye-bye. Oh, what a love. Genius. He's a ledge, man. He's, he's obvi- obviously got, like, a, a cool comedy streak for doing pictures yeah, he, like that. he's a ledge, man. Tweeting I mean, pictures of him in bed with an award. Someone, yeah, I might do that as well. i got a couple, you know. What awards you got? Shut up. The Rabbit Award. <laughs> the Rabbit Award, yeah. I can do that. Um, no, I don't think I've won. Oh, I have won an award. Yeah, what was it? I won, um, so I used to be part of an amateur theatre company, and they created an award for me. And they called it the, the best Johanna James Award. No, they called it the Thirteenth Award, and it was for um, the worst accident on stage. Why am I not surprised that you were involved in the worst accident? Why know. am I not surprised, old clutzy clumsy? So they, I'm the most clutzy person in the world, and they said we're gonna we're gonna give you an award. We're gonna give you the Thirteenth Award because your bad luck on stage. <laughs> Although, to be fair, I haven't seen you trip up in a while or anything like that. And I'm in heels. I'm doing well. I'm pacing myself. But oh, yeah, you are. I've got heels on today. But She's got leopard print heels on, guys. Leopard print booties. I know yeah. every Friday, I do this thing on my Snapchat. I do, like, day Friday. So I wear slightly sluttier clothes on a Friday. So I've got leather skirt and leopard print booties. Is that only Friday, is it? But Holiday Friday, exactly. The rest of the mm. week, I'm a slob, but like a man. But Holiday Friday, I put lipstick on and heels. So I've done, I'm, I'm deciding which way the joke should go, whether it should be like, you look like a man every day or you look like a whore every day, but I've not, I couldn't decide quick enough, so now I've just, I'm just in the middle. I'm a man whore. No. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so I got the 13th award, which is cool because nobody else has ever got nobody that. Nobody else has ever got one. It's an exclusive award. You should sell it on eBay. You should sell it on eBay. Especially well, he's a Well, he's, he's a legend, man. What uh, a legend. Uh, uh, Joe Morton. Joe Morton, great actor. And I'm so glad that, you know, uh, his career is really sort of taking off now. And yeah. I know that sounds weird, Continued. obviously, because he's been acting for a million years, but. You know, scandals really put him in a, in a different place. I'm I'm really happy for him. I like Kerry Washington as well. She's so buff. I should have asked him about Shonda Rhimes, but I couldn't hear him well enough. So I was like, Yeah, he's on. It was, to get rid well, of he's him. on the other side of the world. We'll forgive Marina him. Marina Del Rey is like fucking out there. It's like a. It's like beachy. It's where the Hudson, the Hudson Hughes, the Hughes brothers built that plane, the Hudson Hughes, or whatever it was. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's far out. Mm. Yeah. Far, far out, dude. Yes, yes, okay, darling. <laughs> California. Right, let's play a little bit more music yeah. and we're going to come up to... Go with my man, with my man. Right, well, we're going to go for Stormzy. Yeah, man. Uh, which one, which one? The one that sounds a little bit like you, Big For Your Boots. Ah, uh, <laughs> hey! Yeah. Uh, I can't see it, can't see it, can't see it. It's up there, you had it. I had it, didn't I? It's up the top there. We're gonna oh, play. here we go, here we go, I found it. Stormzy, found Big, it. Big For Your Boots. Do you know what, I love this song. Because but... it just describes Johanna James. Okay, play the track. Legend. Woo! Big for your boots. <laughs> My boy. Yeah. I love how he says it. 
Your boots. Mate, that's a talent right there. We're witnessing, not witnessing, because he's been around for a while. But and he's young. A, the birth of a talent right here. So a major, young. major talent. This is our guy. UK's is he doing guy. any festivals? I'm just wondering what Probably. What festivals you he's know, signed up for. We've got some for. great people like Skepta and Wiley and Getz. And all, they're, they're all guys are great. But Stormzy is different. And he kind of just, well, for me anyway, shot out of nowhere. It's like a Jedi. It's like the new Jedi. The last Jedi. He's like the last Jedi. Oh, actually, there's a, a Star Wars parody is going to be made, of course. By you? No, I wish. Um, it's by the people who made A Scary Movie mm, and all of them. Great. Um, they've got two parody films coming out. One is Star Wars episode XXX1VE equals MC2. The Force Awakens The Last Jedi Who Went Rogue. Love that's that. the full title Love that. of the parody. Sounds brilliant. Um, and the other one is called um, "Who the Fuck Took My Daughter," which is a, t- a parody of Taken. Taken. <laughs> Who the fuck took my daughter? Yeah, that's great. I kind of like the sound of both of those. Yeah, you know, it could be quite funny. Those, those kind of films are hit and miss. Like Scary Movie One was genius. Yeah, genius. And, and then, then actually two wasn't bad either. But then then yeah. like, by the time it got to like five or eight or whatever it ended on scary movie 19 but um, <laughs> yeah I do love a good parody well they did they did the 50 shades didn't they 50 shades of black 50 shades of black I think mm. 73 shades of chocolate brown would have been a better title that's the name of my film my book my is that novel, your my novel erotic novel my erotic novel ladies for set. those of you who listen set in space set, no no it's just oh. set in regular places oh I thought it'd be cool like beds and park benches and back rows of cinemas where you can back round your it's called 73.5 shades of chocolate brown 73.5 shades of chocolate brown who would read that would you read that book would you would like you me read to read it? that book into your ear whisper it in your ear tell I'd, me I don't know if I'd like 73 my mum would love it my mum would love that 73.5 shades of chocolate brown <laughs> That is the erotic novel I'm writing. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, amazing. Right. Um, we're nearly coming up to film review time, which is yeah. going to be quite cool. Uh, I've got one last piece of a uh, little bit of news to let you guys know. Tell so, me, I'm interested. Purge 4. Oh, for fuck's sake. Why did I say I was interested? Oh, no. As soon as you said you were, I was like, not going to be interested in this, are oh, you? Um, so, Purge 4. But obviously, they're making so much money, and it's, it's such a very good concept. Um, they've got to make another one but they're not they're refusing to go further anymore because they're like enough's enough and in the last one the purge ended anyway so this time it's a prequel and it's going to be how the founding fathers oh I see okay so it's going to be how the purge came about because it is a bit like why the hell is everyone okay with the fact that That you can just kill everyone every year that could actually be interesting yeah so it's the same writer so I kind of trust that trust that will be as terrible as the other three I quite like it I like it I will um I will. Uh, <laughs> oh, we just we just got an email in from Lila who says, "I love I love it when Noel's in and it gets all saucy." Never, never stop, stop or change, Lila. Never stop, Lila. Babe, babe, I will never stop. If you like it, then I will keep going. Like it, Lila. She's not even like it. She loves. It. I love it when Noel's in and gets all saucy. Saucy Noel, mate. <laughs> you missed me, didn't you, girl? We need to get a little ident for you, saucy like Noel. Noel saucy. Thank you, Lila. Segment. I love you, babe. Thank you. Saucy Noel. Brown sauce. <laughs> <laughs> brown sauce. Chocolate sauce. How would you like some brown sauce? Um, amazing. Right, um, so we're going to get Lucy in the studio next. Lupets! Um, I think we're going to go for a little bit of music I've gone for. Again, Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. Just love that. Very good. I, I'm, I just can't wait for the second film. Prob- I what? cannot wait for that, yeah. I really want to see that, but also I really want mixtape number two, because I love mixtape number one from yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. So this is the Pina Colada song from Rupert Holmes.
you know what? I'll, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Making love at midnight ain't for me. Not anymore. Nah, mate. I'd rather be asleep. Oh. I'd do you at like ten thirty and then have a kip. What time of day? Oh, and, and then and then again at eleven thirty, and then six o'clock in the morning. But I need that. But kip. not midnight. Not at midnight, man. I need to sleep, man. I like I like middle of the night sex. Well, like, like, like that sort of um, three thirty in the morning when he turns over and yeah. just like pokes you in the back. And you're like, what's going on? Oh, hello. Yeah. <laughs> no, I need to sleep. I need sleep now. Man. I need sleep now. That's so what I, happens when you turn. So age thing. sixty. But remember, I get up at like. Um, yeah, you wish, mate. So I, I get up at like I get up early, so like. Yeah, come, you're a super early come riser. Come five thirty, so. you better watch out. <laughs> like, it'll come with a warning. Yeah. <laughs> a sleepover warning. Five thirty, you better watch out, man. No, I think um, there's different time. People like different times of the day, and that's the annoying thing if you're with someone who likes the opposite time of day to you. Yeah. Then that would be annoying. It's like one of you's always got to be doing it in the wrong. But then you have any about a permission slip? Can I do it while you're sleeping? And sign here, tick here. <laughs> I was going to say like a parental permission slip and then yeah. that's just wrong. Because I'm not a fan of pina coladas either so that song just isn't for me really. That was, wasn't your that wasn't no. your jam. No. I like a pina... Do I like a pina colada? No, a bit coconutty, I think. I prefer the... Um, I like a big... I'm a girly... I'm a girly gay cocktail cocktail person. What's your one? What's like your Sex on the Beach or... Yeah, Mojito or... Doesn't surprise me. I'll have a mojito and sex on the beach. Surprise me. I, bet, I bet you do. She's just been eating a peanut butter Kit Kat as well, which really winds me up because I want to eat it. He want to eat it. And I offered it. I offered him half of the Kit Kat. I can't like a good that, friend. Man. I can't be doing it. I'm in good shape. But he said no. I said no. And it smelled so good. Well done. No, it's good. You're going to get your abs. You're gonna... I've got my abs, man. You got abs? <clears throat> me, me too. I got one ab. <laughs> yeah, one. <laughs> just the one. <laughs> a keg. It's just a keg. It's just a little keg. Um, right. So last week I got the pleasure of going to interview... Barry Jenkins, who directed and wrote Moonlight, Moonlight uh, which is out of the cinema now. Um, so I'm going to play what what it was like meeting him because he was he was just really 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 lovely. So let's just pop, pop that on now, and then we'll be right back with film reviews. Back row and chill with Johanna James on Fubar Radio. Um, if we could just quickly speak about the Baftas because that's just happened last sure. night. Mm-hmm. Um, so what was that experience like? It was cool. I've never uh, been in the same room with uh, with royalty. So uh, literal royalty, literal and royalty, acting yeah. royalty. Yeah, no, no, it was uh, it was dope. It was uh, a cool experience. Noel was actually there, and I was watching. Uh, yeah, in a white tux. In a white, yeah, I know, yeah, right? Yeah, I was looking, like, looking like, snazzy, <laughs> trying to stand out. And I, I was sort of uh, because you were up for was it best? Yeah, best it was a uh, best picture, uh, original screenplay, and then the supporting, supporting actor, actor, supporting actress. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I was like holding my breath just in case because I got to see the film and it was I didn't really know I didn't hadn't I deliberately didn't hear anything about it and I just went in mm-hmm. completely fresh oh that's my just, favorite kind of view yeah I'm just like what is this I'm not I'm not gonna ask I'm just gonna watch and I was really really impressed I, I think I've got to talk about casting because mm-hmm. the film is really unique and then it, it follows the story of one guy but played by three separate people mm-hmm. what was the process in finding because they're all ama- equally amazing yeah yeah I'm, I'm very proud of the performances uh, you know it wasn't that we had like 80 hoops that every actor had to jump through or 80 boxes they all had to check uh, it was more just about endurance you know we were looking for this feeling you know I knew I wanted to cast three different actors and I wasn't so concerned with them looking alike I was more concerned with this the spiritualness this mm. essence the soulfulness in order to, to accomplish that we just had to see a lot of people and so it was probably the longest phase of the process of building the film was just seeing enough people that we could finally find these three guys on both sides because we do it with the main character we also do it with Kevin that could carry it off and did it so well I could see 
automatically I was like in the eyes I was like that's yep yeah yeah and, and it's and at the top of the third chapter uh, third chapter is jarring because you see Travante Rhodes and you think hmm is that the same guy so but then uh, he's so physically different on the exterior but mm. on the interior it's the same guy so I said I think I said to my mom I went oh he's still a softy look like oh, <laughs> exactly he's like so emotionally vulnerable exactly um, and so what because you wrote what inspired you to come up with the story is it yeah yeah so so it actually it's uh it was based on uh it started as a play uh by my very good friend now terrell alvin mccraney he wrote a piece called uh in moonlight black boys look blue he wrote it in like 2003 and uh i think about four years ago a mutual friend of ours because i didn't know him at the time uh sent it to me and the 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 connection was both our moms went through the struggle with addiction that you see played by naomi harris in the film and uh, this guy was like i think you should read this i think there might be a film in it and that was how it all started so it's semi autobiographical yeah, to do with the mum yeah I say for me it's uh, that part is very uh, semi-autobiographical I think Terrell though it's like it's more his life the, okay. the story is well yeah because that was amazingly portrayed um, and how what was the, so you said 2003 was when you found the play what was the production story like did it yeah. how long was it in- no 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 so he, he wrote it in 2003 I found it in maybe like 2012 or it, it found me I should say okay uh, and it was kind of like a really fortunate ex- experience. I went to Brussels to write the script uh, in August of 2013. And then a few weeks later, I went to this festival in Telluride, Colorado, and your countryman, Steve McQueen, his film, 12 Years a Slave, uh, was world premiering there. And I do what you do, I tell you, right? I introduce films, I do Q&As. Mm. And uh, I, Plan B was a producer of 12 Years a Slave. And they were like, hey, we haven't seen you in a while because I made this movie in 2008 called Medicine for Melancholy. This like no budget feature. And they're like, oh, what are you working on now? And I had the script for like, Moonlight. Well, let's- yeah. <laughs> and, and then three years later with Plan B as producer, we premiered this this film at that same festival. So it was a, a very privileged, fortunate experience. But it organically kind of happened. That, yeah, yeah, it, it kind of just, really cool. just fell together. And, um, do you always write movies beginning with M? Is that going to be a theme? Uh, no, you know, <laughs> your thing. No, be like the, your the next thing I'm working on is uh, Colson Whitehead's book, uh, The Underground Railroad. There are no M's anywhere in that. Oh, okay, so. yeah, that's a different. Yeah, okay, switching up for the third time, mm-hmm. so people don't get. Exactly. They can't see you coming. I like that. No, the thing, the thing that that's been happening is, you know, Richard Linklater made the Before Sunset movies. Then I made a movie about a one night stand, Medicine for Melancholy. It's just walking and talking. Then Linklater made Boyhood, and then, yeah, and then yeah, I yeah. made Moonlight, which is kind of in some circles considered like the black kind of Boyhood. So yeah, it's uh, it's that's the one to look out for. Am I going to keep following Richard Linklater? Actually, that's weird. My my dad said that when we were watching, so I watched it with my parents, and my dad went, "Oh, this is a bit like Boyhood." But yeah. they... you know, you know, the good thing is, I I had written this before uh, I saw Boyhood it's just one of those uh, series of fortunate incidents because I, I, lo- I love Richard's work so it's a it's a compliment for sure mm, well I think it's more the yeah like the growing up seeing the character over such a space of time and mm-hmm. um, and d- did you have a the, the look and the sound like the soundtrack was amazing and the look of the film is really like you've really color wise whacked up the color and yeah yeah you know one of the cool things about the process of making this film uh, is you know the cinematographer was my college roommate you know he shot oh, wow, my first okay. feature we went to film school together both the editors also went to film school with me and the main producer Adela Romanski so um, you know it was a very intimate process yeah. and so some of these things like the color and the sound um, sometimes as a director you imagine something 
that you have to explain over and over again how to translate that imagination into reality. With this case, because I, I knew these collaborators so well, the distance between my thoughts and the actual execution of them, mm. uh, it was quite short. You know, they just understood the language I was speaking. So uh, you're right. The movie does have a very particular visual palette. It's got a stamp on it. Isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and the soundscape, especially the music cues, some of those things are written into the script. I think music is very uh, important in cinema. So I'm glad that all those things are of a piece. Mm, mm. Especially the classical. It was such a good contrast to like gangland in Florida. Yeah, yeah. Um, how, how long did it take to film? Was it, a, was it the shooting one? Oh, uh, no, the shoot was pretty fast. It was 25 days. Um, oh, wow, that's really, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty fast. It was 25 days uh, in the fall of 2015. And so, yeah, it was actually a pretty fast process because we shot the film October, November 2015 and we premiered, uh, I tell you right, uh, August of 2016. So very compact uh, process. I think this film is going to be absolutely, well, it is being applauded, but especially for anybody who, because there has been a number of really substantial gay love stories, um, mm-hmm. like Broke Red Mountain or that, but um, having from this particular mm-hmm. part of the world and minority, it's probably even harder if you're in such a yeah, man's, yeah. Such yeah, a you know, man's no, gang. No, it's interesting. Like, um, I think a character like our main character, if they appear in a narrative, they're often you know, they're on the margins of it and not at the center of it. You know, I think the beauty of this film is, you know, it reflects the life that Terrell McCraney, uh, the playwright, lived. And so it's inherently intersectional and it's inherently of the place that we set it. But what I love is I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, and people write me notes all the time. You know, people of all different shades and ethnicities, but usually like young black men, uh, write me expressing, you know, how thankful they are to have the film because they've never seen themselves reflected um, in arts and letters. And this movie uh, makes them feel just a little less voiceless. Yeah, it was was so strong because I think movie has incredible power. Um, And it is like when Guardians of the Galaxy came out, so Mm -hmm. my brother's autistic and Mm -hmm. so many young autistic people said, finally, there's a superhero Mm -hmm. that um, is like, like me. It's like very autistically, very literal. Um, and seeing yourself or someone that you can relate to on screen is amazing. And I was just thinking, I was like, I'm not I'm not a gay man. But I still could mm-hmm. empathize and be like, wow, this would be so powerful for somebody who was ever in a position where they felt they couldn't be themselves. Yeah, and yeah. they see such strong people on stage. Yeah, and, and, and my hope is even beyond that. You know, I think we, you know, I'll speak in London terms. You know, we, we sit on the tube all the time <laughs> and we might see someone... Uh, who looks like our main character sitting across from us or sitting next to us. And we think, oh, I can't relate to that person. My life is nothing like that person's life. And I think if you watch this movie, you know, it's meant to to replicate the feeling of walking a mile in our main character's shoes. And you see this person is fundamentally human. You know, they have mm-hmm. a past. They yearn for things. You know, they hurt. Um, and I think that's those common human elements, those human emotions, you know, I think they unite us. And so um, as much as I want people who can see themselves in the character, uh, to see the film, I think also too there's something there for people who are nothing like this character. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. It was like a big, so well done. I was like, I was like a huge, well done. I loved it. <laughs> Thank you very in much. All, well, let all. the record show this is radio, but she like very lightly clapped her hands I together. Didn't my, I know, not, <laughs> I don't make too much sound. <laughs> Thank you, and enjoy the rest of your time in London. Thank you, much love. And, um, are you hungover still from the Baptist or no? Uh, no, I think I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> So that was Barry Jenkins, director, Amazing. writer of Moonlight. He's so lovely. He's going to have a big future, that guy. I think so. I, like, yeah, really, like, when I met him, really young, super, I don't know what I was expecting. <laughs> Not young, but... Yeah, um, it's true, yeah, he's really cool, man. But, yeah, he was just so easy. And so was Terrell as well, um, who 
originally wrote the play that that movie came from. Yeah. So it's super cool. Oh, you met him too? He was there? Um, I did two different days and two different mm, interviews. So it, was, nice. it was fun. Um, Lucy Patterson's back in the studio. Yeah, Come back. Lucy's back. Yeah. Back again. <laughs> okay. um, yes, so <coughs> what has everyone been watching in this last week of February? I actually got quite a lot watched this week. You did? I did. Um, last night I saw Patriot's Day. The Mark, the Mark Wahlberg, Wahlberg. Peter Berg combination. Yeah. Um, it's the story of the Boston Marathon bombings in mm. 2013. Yeah. Very recently. Yeah. See, now that was one of my observations. Yeah. I don't. I, I'm not going to say it was in bad taste because he handled Peter Berg handles a lot of true stories and disasters mm. and things, and, and he handles them very well. But obviously, I wasn't there, so you know. And there, there has been a bit of backlash oh, from yeah. from people that were there you know it was a, a horrendous thing that happened you know yeah. and um it wasn't just telling the story of what happened on that day it was how they eventually caught the, the perpetrators yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean um obviously it's public knowledge that one of them is, is still in prison and awaiting execution at the moment yes um but the sheer determination and the way they found these people you know it, it was absolutely amazing and the whole the whole story is acted beautifully there's um real footage also spliced in there as well you know some cctv yeah. footage and uh some news pieces that went out you know after the days after it happened um and actually when when they finally catch him there's real stills mm. of the one that was still alive that they called, you know, yeah, as he was coming out of the boat, he's, he's edited in stills in there and it, it really sort of hits you, really does, you know, it was a horrendous thing that happened, you know, three people died, but the amount of injuries, you know, people lost limbs and things like that and like I said before, you know, there was backlash from, from certain people and some people even decided, you know, I don't want to be depicted in this film at all. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of the families. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, it came from a book that was written, I mean, I I don't know how soon that book was written, you know, it it is all... from one of the victims yeah mm. it all is a bit too soon but it, as usual Peter Berg and Mark Wahlberg they make a good film they yeah. do Deepwater Horizon Lone Survival which is in my top 10 films of all time I yeah. absolutely love that film yeah. um, obviously it completely destroyed me because I cry at everything um, yeah. <laughs> there was um, interviews at the end with some of the um, victims um, interviews with the real policemen that were there at the time um one thing that surprised me though was Mark Wahlberg I thought his character was real because he usually does portray a real person yeah. you know that was at the center of the story and, and the hero he was they said he was an amalgamation of you know lots of police officers that were on the scene and that and you know he did a really really good job i, I would say it's not really a, a cinema jobby no but i would watch it because it's a history lesson you yeah. know and it, it's it's so heartwarming how the whole of boston you know they came together and when they finally arrested the one that was still alive as the um, ambulance came into the hospital, there was crowds and crowds of people applauding, you know, and cheering for the police that they got. I mean, I mean, that, that's absolutely lovely yeah. thing to see. You don't really hear of that, do you? But yeah. Yeah. I, it was a good film. I would probably wait till it's on the TV, but you know, I definitely see it. Thinking, I wondered that with um, whether or not there should be some sort of like film respect law where, like an where, embargo for a where, certain yeah, amount of where time you, where after, yeah. if there's like a terrorist thing you just think, wait yeah. one generation before so. you dramatise it and mm. add, add add the glamour of yeah. Hollywood because you can always make a documentary 
Yeah, film. and I mean, the thing is with his um, films is they, they've always got such a documentary style. There's a lot of, it looks like, I don't, I don't know whether it was, but it looks like there's a lot of handheld camera work. Yeah. Um, and mm. it's a lot of documentary style editing and, you know, they, they look like they should be all over the place, but they're not. You know, he, he makes a really good film, but you're right, it's, it was a bit too yeah, just, early. I think if, if you just left it a generation, yeah. then it's not so, because I was like, is it... There's other things that we can do Hollywood drama to, I think. I don't oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I just felt, it's just been very close, isn't it? Yeah. It's just like, God, that was that turnaround. I know. Boston, well, I think I'm still living in like 2012, so it just seems so quick. I know, I know. Yeah, it is. But, yeah, it was. but it's just a bit too quick. Yeah, it so was a bit too quick. Um, so it didn't really appeal to me. Like, they're sore subjects. I can watch sore Titanic. Subjects. Yeah, because, you know, and, and generations and it, generations it hits, ago. Like, oh my gosh, this was real. Yeah. But nobody I know <coughs> no. anyone that was on the Titanic. Exactly. But. Whereas, you know, they're all still, still generations of their family and yeah. the people that were there are still alive. You know, it's, it, he waited, I think, about five years with Deepwater Horizon. And I think even that yeah. was too soon. Mm-hmm. Lone Survivor, I think, was about eight or nine years. And, you know, quite near the mark. But I, I think, like you said, it was also, another generation by then. Because um, the the these terrorist acts, the war on terrors is not, if anything, it's sort of slightly escalating. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's helping <laughs> making more movies no. about putting the... the no. I think these films like this are about the human story, and they're about the, 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 you know, I haven't seen this one, but, you know, about the people that are affected, you know, because there's some... Oh, absolutely. There are, there are some sad stories in there. Yeah. They yeah. haven't made a movie about the London bombings, have they? No. No, I don't, I don't think anyone would have the bottle to, to be fair. You know, I don't... I, no, I think that would be in very bad taste. But then, what's the difference between yeah, just the two? Like, like, Same thinking, thing. Yeah. One was a, they're, both, they're both bomb. Yeah, bomb movies. Yeah, one's at a marathon. One's mm. on our tube system. So, I know. Yeah, don't mm. know about that. One. No. Um, okay. Have you seen anything this week, Noel? Me? What have I seen this week? I watched Luke Cage. Ooh, Luke. What's that? Luke Cage on, on Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, the ah. whole show of Luke Cage. What on are we Netflix. thinking? Um, yeah. And I, um, I, I was, I, I liked it. <clears throat> I liked it, but uh, I definitely thought it was the weakest of the Marvel shows. Really? Which disappointed me yeah. because it's the black show. Yeah. And so, mm. you know, not that I'm just pro-black all the time, but I, I definitely hmm. wanted it to be good. And actually, it, it was probably the weakest of the Daredevil, Jessica oh, Jones, and all that kind of stuff. And, mm. you know, I was looking at the writing and be like, I can write a better show than this. I, yeah. don't know why, I don't know why they didn't call yeah. me. Um, but, yeah, but I haven't. <laughs> yeah, yeah I know. but it was still good. I still enjoyed it, but I was just, you know, disappointed, mm. you know, about that. Um, oh. And so, uh, yeah. But Luke Cage is on Netflix now, so if you still like superhero shows, you should check that out. Uh, we've just been intercepted with a email. It says, "Hey Noel, I'd be interested to know your thoughts on Joseph Fines Fines playing Fines. Fines. I got it right first time. Well done. Uh, <laughs> playing Michael Jackson on the show that was banned." Um, I'm black and I can see why people would be offended but I did. I wanted to make my own mind up and watch it I've had a ponder and I can't think of any black actor who could have played a later Michael Barn, Barney in London have uh, you actually seen the picture of of him as Michael well, Jackson well no. Barney it's terrible um, it's bad well Barney I, I'm actually weirdly this is this is a bit awkward. I'm actually not allowed to comment on that actually because I'm actually in one of those shows I was in the Muhammad Ali one playing Muhammad Ali um, on Sky and which you so, can still watch and catch up which you way. can still watch and catch up by the way <laughs> me playing the greatest of all time and so I'm actually not allowed to comment on that oh. I, I think um, uh, it's one of those things that made a lot of noise in the press has it been out yet? And no they've, they've no, pulled it they, pulled banned, it. they it completely is. pulled it they pulled the whole show <laughs> yeah why did they um, pull it? because if you'd seen if you 
I need you to probably Google it and show okay. it. And, because and Joe, Fiennes, it because Joe Fiennes plays Michael Jackson and Joe Fiennes is a white actor and, yeah. and Michael Jackson was a black man. Yeah. But um, Michael Jackson was fair, a black man who had white skin. I'm not allowed to comment. By, by the point that this what you know that this was depicted, he he had white skin. Look, <gasps> I've at, just look, seen the picture. I think probably because of the the. <laughs> I don't even know what to say about it. <laughs> he doesn't. It doesn't quite. They didn't quite get him. No. Did they. No. 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 But then the thing is, would it be more offensive to have a black actor with whited up? Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, no, again, can't yeah. come in, but like, no, um, <laughs> both looking at it now. Come on, no. But it, it is, uh, hmm, because he was obviously Michael Jackson was black, but he was also color-wise technically white. Well, yeah, I mean, if you so, and and he had surgery to make all his features yeah. uh, Caucasian. Yeah, yeah. So he, visually, he looks so. Absolutely. It makes sense that. I mean, okay. Well, then why, if you can have a. An, an American person playing an English or an English playing you can you can play different yeah. uh, f- where you're from different places mm. but you can't okay yeah, no, yeah. you really can't this can you? is like a minefield <laughs> it's, it's really hard, isn't it yeah um, yeah okay yeah. that's the tough one but they pulled the whole thing oh yeah. somebody somewhere must have a copy of that do you think it's going to leak out onto the internet somewhere? surely no Sky would have uh, made sure that was locked it gone. down what yeah. we've got, we got here uh, we've got hey guys I've just got Netflix and I want to watch uh, it all weekend what TV show and films do you recommend that Sons I of Anarchy with? Sons of Anarchy Joy 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 Sons of Anarchy you are not going to leave your television <laughs> this weekend because firstly Lucy's right the Sons, An- totally. Sons of Anarchy but if you have not seen Breaking Bad Joy oh yeah you need to see you need to watch a show called Breaking yes. Bad that is your show that's going to be five uh, three seasons mm-hmm. and you need to watch Breaking Bad that is the show you need to watch if you if you're a Netflix virgin and you're going to pop your cherry go start Breaking with that. Bad well actually I um, I was doing a bit of a Netflix review I, I got into this series Sense 8 Oh, uh, I always scroll past that. Exactly, yeah. and and um, I and heard means in that from Kid Old, great actor. Ex- yeah, yeah. 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 I, I heard, and also um, who you work with, um, Doctor Who girl, Doctor Who Karen Freeman, Freeman, yeah, Freeman, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Freeman. That's right. Um, so um, basically, it was because I heard about it when I was researching. It was the same guys who wrote the Matrix, the Wachowski the brothers. Wacha- yeah, they're not siblings. Brothers. The Wachowski siblings. The Wachowskis. Yeah. Um, L- Lana and. Lena or something. I can't help you with that one. I can't remember her, I can't remember her name. Mm. I think it's Lana and, and Lyle or Lisa. Yeah, they're both, Lisa, Lisa they're both ladies now. Um, wow. Yeah, both ladies. Yeah. Um, and um, which makes sense you can kind of a lot of the stories so basically it's one of those ones it's written by the Matrix so obviously yeah. this is not one to have in the background this is no. one when you want to sit down with food and stuff and like pay attention pay attention mm-hmm. because it is quite hard mm. but essentially I might get a takeaway tonight yeah. it's, uh, it's about uh, it starts off with this woman in a church and she's a druggie but she's also giving birth but um, nice. not physically giving birth like telepathically it's oh. this weird thing where basically you can be reborn you can be reborn right. and you can be connected to um, eight other people in the world so they have eight parallel running storylines hence the sense uh, eight yep yeah, sense eight <laughs> and it's these complete strangers are complete are linked by a telepathic bond wow. because they're all siblings mm. in the telepath world yeah um so you've got a guy who's in Africa, you've got a girl who is in China, you've got an English girl, you've got... It's all over the world. Yeah. And what they can do is they have this weird experience. They, they don't know about the other people. They just keep suddenly one of them going, I can smell I can smell curry. And then <gasps> you'll, you'll cut to in, in India. And, um, and then they can also swap bodies and have a sort of mm. out of body experience. And then now that they're... I've got to episode three, mm. and now they're learning about each other. 
um, and they're learning that they can switch between so they can help so one guy in Africa he had to take on a gang yeah. and he didn't know how to fight so he body swapped with the girl who's a, oh, who's a, a cage fighter in China clever. and so she thought swap body mm. so it's kind of cool sounds good um, really edgy mm. really good actors so far I'm like I can get on board yeah. with this I yeah. don't understand all of it but <laughs> It's a bit very matrixy, and so if you like that sort of sci-fi, like, yeah. yeah, there's two seasons I think so far. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. I, I'm starting, and I'm on series um, episode three. It's on my list. Yeah, I keep Sensei, hearing about it, but it's, it is good, and it's it's a lot of money. I think went into it. It's, yeah, you can tell when you use sci-fi, you need to have a bit of budget. Oh, definitely. And um, so far, like really good. I'm like, uh, I love Freeman's performance. She plays this really cool American lesbian. Wow. Oh yeah, she's Freeman's great man. I love Freeman. Her girlfriend gets sectioned, and she's trying to like help her get yeah. her out and help her escape. And Little Ooh. weird fact to that: we got married in Doctor Who, and people think we're married in real life. No. Some people think we're married in real life. Is it that strange? Yeah. They really do. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah. really do. Really? Wow. Oh, we've got another in the email coming in. Um, so hey, now I'm sad you never got to be in Girls. Me too. Uh, Riz Ahmed was in a few weeks ago and was amazing. Would you be up for working with uh, Lena Dunham? Lena Dunham, Rosie. Lena. Yeah, mate, I'm sad I never got to meet girls. I was a big champion of girls when mm. girls came on. I love mm. girls and uh, I would have loved to have been in that show. I think it's done now. Uh, Riz, I love, is a good mate of mine and so happy for him. But I would have loved to have been in that and I would love to work with Lena Dunham. Riz at some Ahmed's point. popping up everywhere. He really, I absolutely love yeah. him. Uh, no, like a daffodil. Him, yeah. <laughs> Oh, sorry. No, no, carry on films or Hammer Horrors. Which Ooh. is your favourite, Mark? Who oh, Marky, mate? I wouldn't say favourite because they're both very different. Um, but mm-hmm. ham- I, I, I guess Hammer Horror. Yeah. You know, kind of when you watch the carry on films now, they're not. Not that I'm a PC nut. I'm not very PC. Like I don't have to be one of those guys that everything's PC. But those those films are treading a line. Yeah, they now. are. Aren't they? They're <laughs> treading a line when you watch them now. So I have to go Hammer Horror. Anyway, what else did you watch, Luce? What else you got? Yeah. First? Um, I watched The Founder. What's that? Oh, oh, oh that's uh, McDonald's. It's the story of McDonald's. Yeah, man. Fucking tell yeah. me about that. Yeah, now ah. I, kept, I kept seeing it because um, I know it's been nominated for at least one Oscar. Can't actually tell you what for, really? but it's been nominated for at least one Oscar. It's got Michael Keaton in it. Nice. And it is basically the story of how McDonald's became the monster that it yeah. is. I mean, who doesn't know McDonald's? Yeah. yeah. It's all over the world. I mean, I can't remember the top statistics because I'm terrible. But, you know, it's massive. Everyone's got I McDonald's in their life. I love a quarter pounder with cheese. Oh, me too. Me too. Um, and t- I'll tell you what, it was surprising. I can't really go into much of it because it'll be a lot of spoilers. But, mm. no, you know, but, uh, it, it was yeah. the way it was started, you know, as this family business. It was the McDonald's brothers. brothers and he's, yep. not, he's not one of them. He's a crocket or something. He's isn't a croc. He? Ray yeah, Croc, Ray his croc. name is. I've read this in Fast yeah. Food Nation. Yeah, and I, d- I knew none of this. Yeah. I knew none of this. I was thinking, oh, it's just someone called McDonald. Oh, and yeah. and and, it, you know. and he, I thought it was Ronald McDonald, the yeah, clown. I know. I know. And he had a milkshake company or something, didn't he? He, he sold, yeah, he sold the mixer, the magic mixer things that mix yeah. the milkshakes and he went to sell them a few and he saw this revolutionary you know kitchen setup that they had you know the original fast food and that's where it came from and he was like why are you guys not franchising this you're absolutely mad yeah. and he took it and run with he it, bought it off them, there was a lot of skullduggery and you mm. know a lot of cutting people out of things <sighs> and you know it's actually quite a sad story you know but a real human interest story because it's so massive in everybody's lives I really enjoy Enjoyed it brilliantly acted I've by Michael Keaton. He was amazing. Watch, watch it definitely. I will do. I, I mean, I would even yeah. say go to the cinema to see it because it, it's just Is that it enjoyable. Yeah, absolutely. FYI, I didn't get any Oscar nominations, so you were slightly incorrect there, my darling. Misinformed. Whoopsie. Are you sure? Positive. Well, the, the, the producers are in the cloud. Man, oh yeah, it's right in front of my face. Oh, 
Yeah. Oh well. Maybe I just wished Michael Keaton did because he was so good. He is good. <laughs> he, he is, is very good. good. Matt Donald. Yeah, I mean, everyone remembers like McDonald's is. Do you know as what though? Exactly. Like, who, who honestly doesn't like a McDonald's here? Exactly. I'm not saying that, like you know. But do you know, time, but, you I'm know. never. I'm never. Um, Drawn, never tempted. I could walk past a thousand McDonald's. Me too. I could, I, I would fall into a bakery and eat everything <laughs> inside it. But McDonald's, I'm okay. I must admit, I'm you know, even, even though it was quite a sad story, you know, it didn't put me off it. It just made me want to go and get a McDonald's. McDonald's. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'd watch Maybe that majorly. Straight you out should, for a yeah. double cheeseburger. You should yeah. get a McDonald's while you're watching it. Totally. Take a McDonald's in the cinema. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> in the cinema. I didn't that. That's one of my favourite things to do with friends is where you you, um, you eat what you watch. Yeah. So <laughs> I used to watch Breaking Bad and we'd go and get... Uh, Some like crystal meth. No. <laughs> 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 meth was for... That was for pudding. But first we'd have chicken. So we'd yeah. always watch the, like, the Polos... Hermandis yeah, chicken yeah. and I was like man I want some fried chicken so we'd sit there with chicken or if we're watching a western we'd make like a stew mashed potatoes Beans. so you can you, you eat along with what you're watching that's such a good idea we watch that. Mad Men with like cocktails and cannabis oh yeah just not a little bad idea for it's, a little cinema chain you know? yeah. it's, well, it's super geeky but mm, I like amazing. you feel really involved in what you're watching mm. because you're it's also where I worked out I was allergic to pistachios oh. <laughs> excellent what film were you watching I was watching Mad Men and we had pistachios and cocktails <laughs> and uh, next thing I knew I turned around my boyfriend was like darling your face <laughs> and my face was like this like big like big tomato out of blade and it was red <laughs> and like I just went to the, and he was like oh, don't, don't no. look <laughs> like, oh no it was huge and I was like I think it was the pistachio <laughs> So, yeah, it oh doesn't, doesn't always go to plan that. Um, <laughs> I might bring some in next week so we can test that theory. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> That's not very nice. I, uh, well, I found that little tidbit if anyone's going out, because last week I reviewed Fifty Shades of Darker. Yeah. Is it um, good? M- m- better than the first one, yeah. There's more story I in this one. There's better more, than the first one. There's be more fair. stuff going on. Is it sexy? Um, no, I was really disappointed with... Um, there was the, I didn't learn anything. I was like, this is an 18. They're mm. supposed to be sexy, though. Not sexy, I know, it's like, he's like, uh, his version of bondage was, I'm going to tie your legs down. Whoa, calm down, mate. It's like, <laughs> really? Really? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> and, um, yeah, so, but there is an extra scene. So, I, I just legged it out of cinema on the way out, but everyone's talking about this whole extra montage. What, like that, a post-credits thing? Yeah, post-credits. I missed it, and Damn apparently it. it's her in a wedding dress. Oh. And, like, this whole montage thing. Um, mm. And it's still like till death do us part, and then boom, and like drama. All stuff. So, um, if you're gonna go see Fifty Shades Darker, make sure you stay to the end to see all the extra bits and bits of bobs. Oh, someone says, "Hey, hey, JJ and Noel, um, shall I have a pizza or Chinese for dinner? You've made me need to take a break." <laughs> well, it depends what you're watching. Yeah, if you're watching Shanghai Nights, <laughs> go Chinese. for Chinese. <laughs> If you're going to watch something in a New York, go for a pizza. <laughs> I, I, I got to say, you got to go for pizza all day long, man. Mm. Yeah. You got to go for pizza all day long. Get a nice, large, and if they got a, a deal where you get one free, get one free and have it in the morning as well. In the, oh, mic, yeah. in the oven, mm-hmm. in the morning. Pizza, pizza for breakfast, all day. lovely. Go on, Gavin, go on, weekend. Yeah. Get that pizza. Right, the weekend is about to begin. Uh, thank you so much, Lucy. Next thank week, I'm going to be uh, going to see King Kong oh, nice. in the week. Um, yeah, we're going to end with Stormzy. We're gonna oh, we love it. <laughs> we're going to end lovely. with some Stormzy. Guys, uh, have a good week. Yeah, have an and amazing weekend. And we're going to be back. Are you back next week, now? I'm filming Inside Number Nine, so I'm not sure. What's I'm that? Not sure. I don't, am I supposed to tell you that? I've told you now. <laughs> Inside Number Nine with Reese Shearsmith. Uh, is that a season four? Number nine, a code name for a girl? Or? No, that's the uh, that's the name of the show. It's a oh, good show. Okay. <laughs> Inside, that's like that. So I'll be on set. So I'm, I'm not sure if I'll be here next week. Right, okay. But yeah. maybe, maybe soon. Well, thanks. Okay, here we go. This is Mr. Skeng. Mr. Skeng by Stormzy. Stormzy. We'll see you next week. Bye, Ryan Bye bye.
If you enjoyed this podcast, please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes.